They are. Mm-hmm. So, this movie taught me. Mm-hmm. Christmas comes more than once a year. And this movie made me wish Christmas never came. I admire your luck, Mr... Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond. Thank you, Mr... Bond. Name's Bond. James Bond. So they actually named a Bond girl Christmas. Mm-hmm. Was Christmas that a low point Jones. in the Bond girl names, or uh, was that just a welcoming pun in the Christmas or the uh, Bond girl, Bond girl names? It's it's just interesting, you know. It was. I think it's astonishing how different when what this movie came out ninety nine. Yeah. How different. 16-year-old me... Oh, my God. ...and 32-year-old me yeah. feel about Denise Richards yeah. in this film. I have so many It is night comments. and day. Night and day. Inappropriate, misogynist comments. Just... I don't know. On a positive note... Yep. The World Is Not Enough. Mm-hmm. We're obviously discussing this film. Yep. It gets its title from Honor Majesty's Secret Service, where we discover it is the... Bond family motto. That is. Um, Orbis non... Sufficit? 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 I I want to more pronounce it Sufficit Mm -hmm. because of my growing up speaking Spanish first and the the Spanish word suficiente Mm -hmm. seems like it would be uh, based on this word. So suficit, like coming off the suficit and, you know... Sufficient... And then Suffic- English, it's sufficient, yeah. would be the word that... Suffice. As it's, yeah. Suffice. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there as, uh, you know, as... Um, you know, it is a dead language for a reason. Yes, so as long as we can say in English, the world is not enough. That's right. We really don't need to argue about the uh, Latin pronunciation of, of this phrase. But it's really cool then, you know, and the mythology. Bond has a motto. Yeah. Um, and we got a movie named after it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's some links, you know, mm-hmm. they try to harken back to On Her Majesty's in this one. The the uh, the listeners can't see us. Do we want to tell them what we're wearing? We are, for Christmas, I received a shirt from you. Little it, did you know that little I did, also I had no idea you had the same shirt. <laughs> uh, you can look on Twitter. There's a picture of us. Yeah. It has all the bonds, and it has the family motto in Latin uh, on the bottom, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah so. A little fun. There we go. But most importantly, on a, on a sad note, and let's not butcher this as we did when uh, we talked about Bernard Lee. Yeah. Not Bernard Lee. No, we butchered when we talked about Cubby. Yes. We were laughing for some reason. I'm not. Yeah. I don't remember why. I think it's how we brought up uh-huh. uh, Cubby. But we, you know, very. We didn't respect it the way we did when we spoke about Bernard Lee. Yeah. This is the last film that uh, we see Q. Yeah. Not Q the character, but the Major the, Boothroyd Desmond uh, Llewellyn. Yeah. Major Boothroyd. Yeah. So no yeah. more Major Boothroyd. It's... 17 films. That's a hell of a run. It I mean, is. That's, uh, and he would have done more. I, I think he wanted to do more, but he, you know, he passed away in that car accident before uh, three weeks before this movie came out. So. Right. Two or three weeks, somewhere yeah. along there. Yeah, um, absolutely. So definitely he interacted a long-time with member of this series. All these, all these guys? Yeah. I wonder if he ever... We need to look into this. Did he ever have like a memoir or did he write anything? He would be. He would be a great person to... Just chew his brains out about mm. the differences and all the different bonds and how the series changed and grew. Yeah, I, I want to say I thought he, in, in preparing for this this podcast, I wanted to, th- I want to say that he had a memoir or a book of some kind, but I, I may have to correct that on the correction. This would page. be the kind of thing a better podcast would have researched I would have before. Had a time and so we would have known yeah. had he. Yeah, but we'll figure it out. And thankfully, that's why we have a corrections page. Yeah, I, I do know could. that he he did not become wealthy from this role. He because he was paid by the day. He was paid, so he was not a multimillionaire, a wealthy man. He. Got paid for the days he was on there, but he mm. loved it so much he came back yeah, and did it. He's always doing. I'm sure he made scenes. a career out of it. You know, yeah, I'm sure he made a career, and I'm sure he walked into many of a bar. Oh, my and God. had drinks never, paid for. Never had a never had to pay for a pint at a pub. Right, I'll tell you that. But yeah, and he but, got to uh, hang out. I'm sure he got to hang out 
in Sean Connery's prime, I'm sure they probably you know had a drink or two after. Yeah, maybe not Sean Connery. Sean Connery's notorious for doing his work and getting the fuck off <laughs> the stage and just going golfing or doing whatever he's doing. Yeah, but I'm sure him and Roger Moore yeah. threw about Great Britain and whatever parts they were filming at. But do you remember? Can you visualize what uh, Desmond Llewellyn looked like physically from Rush of Love? I mean, he was not a young man when that movie came out. No, I mean, he was gray. I mean, no. he was. But this is a different time, and we've talked about this, uh, looking at older pictures yep. um, you know that your your father had given to you. Mm-hmm. There was a time when people just smoked so much yep. and drank and just lived differently, where there's pictures you look at, you know, people that you were pointing out in your family, like, oh my god, this person's 40. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> damn, you sure he's not 70? Like, <laughs> what kind of life? So it's it's kind of unfair when you look back, yeah. you know, his, how, you know, he probably aged differently. Yeah. Because of, That's fair. you know, that point. At, 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 like in the 40s, it's something ridiculous. Like 60, 70% of, you know, Americans, and I'm sure the statistics the same for Great Britain, were smokers. Yep. You know, everyone's just smoking. Mm. And that does horrible things for for your skin. As I had a cigar before we did this. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. That. Hopefully you're here. At, at moisturize. Your young, moisturize. Yeah, you got to moisturize. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, all, that, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, uh... But we'll see. So, are you drinking anything? I am. I'm actually, it's the winter months here. I'm having a Key West screwdriver. Hmm. So, a little bit of... Uh, that would have fit much more for I know, this the next movie. Yeah, yeah, when we go to Havana. Yeah, we'll yeah. go. But, uh, yeah, what about you? I'm just having a beer. It's all right. All right. Yeah. Huh? Ready, Bond? Let's do it. All right. World is Is not enough. Original story, the Bond family motto introduced in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. It's a 19th Bond film. Released in 1999 and starring for the third time, Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Double O. He's one of two James Bonds on Twitter. Yeah, he is. I, uh, Roger Moore and him? I never really included at Roger Moore mm-hmm. when we were going through that era. I, I need to start... When, when we do the... I just kind of didn't... I never believed that it was his real account because he doesn't have the check. Uh, but the more and more I interact with that Twitter, I kind of think it might be Roger Moore. I'm not... You're waiting for the day he just lights you up and says, Hey, listen to your podcast, dick. And, yeah, uh, I'm you guys a really are... Dude. You're an asshole. But Pierce Pierce has the check. Yeah. That, and I... So, I, I've been including him more in our, our tweets. I would shit my pants if I woke up a morning and was like, Pierce <laughs> you have a Notification. You have a tweet from Roger Moore or Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, 0030. All right. All right. 0030. All right. So one of us actually did a 0030 for this. Uh, the other one of us uh, kind of just drank. Wrote a, wrote a small drank. memoir about this film while he yeah, was drinking. Yeah, So um, I'm going to go last since I actually uh, did one. I did one. Yeah. Okay. I, go I ahead. summarized the movie in 30 seconds. Sure. I'm sure you did. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You going to time me? Yeah. Let me get um, it <clears> set up <throat> here. And uh, whenever I hear the bell. In three, two. I liked one thing about this movie, Denise Richards. Okay, okay. I like more than that, but not much. Bond is assigned to help Electric King, a woman whose father has been recently killed. Spoiler, she was kidnapped before the film and is now working for the bad guy, Renard. Honestly, I drank heavily during this film, trying to get over a cold. Bond is darker than ever for Brosnan. I liked a lot about that, but I won't go out of my way to watch this one again. Hello, bottom third. Oh, Denise Richards. The 18-year-old in me missed you so much. You made it. I was rooting against you the whole time, but you made it. <laughs> yeah, definitely made it. I guess you can call that a 0030 in spirit, but I don't think it summarized the film in uh, 30 seconds. You know, Denise Richard was, was in it, and uh, Electric King, and a person named Renard, and Pierce Brosnan was in it. I mean, there's some... Sure. 
Yeah. Sure. I know an 18 version, 18 year old version of yourself uh, went to this 16 no, year old, 17, 17. Went to this film and then uh, promptly went home afterwards and, you know. I'm not going to play your game. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, whatever, here about. In three, two, one. Robert King is killed by his own money, and Bond chases an assassin for answers. Turns out King's daughter, Electra, was once held ransom by a terrorist named Renard, who's slowly dying from a bullet another double O lodged into his head. Bond protects Electra only to find out the entire story is a cover-up to the truth. Electra is not the Tracy he hoped for, but more like the Blofeld he's killed. Her plan is to steal a warhead and use it to destroy Istanbul and a competing pipeline. Along the way, the worst Bond girl in the series mm. and pretends to be a scientist, and a lot of unnecessary action sequences are shoved in. Nice job. Thank you. That was uh, just about the perfect line. 29. That's pretty good. Can I highlight there the worst Bond girl in the series? I, I kind of want to defend something, but I don't want to come off sounding like a complete a-hole mm -hmm. with comment. Mm -hmm. Not the worst to look at, if that's what you're going. She's just the worst. I have notes that say, I just wish she would stop talking. I mean, I have notes. At, there's a point in the film where she's trying to say scientific -y things. <laughs> and it's like, you don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, somebody handed you a piece of paper and you're like, the nuclear reactor, science word, science word, science word. And it's just like, as she's talking, it's like, if I jiggle my shoulders, my breasts will move. <sighs> and I'm watching the film like, you did zero research for this film. You're like, oh, what? I'm wearing a tank top and my nipples are hard? I'm done. Give me my paycheck. Word vomit. I, I did like the submarine scene with that. Sure, sure. Which, I just I just wish she had committed more to the role as an actress. I don't think she... I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know you. I don't know many of your films, but I just don't think she has that range of actress capability. Which is what happens when you hire a playmate to be a Bond girl. But, okay, so... Do you know any? I know two other. The difference: films. the next film, you hire an Oscar winner, who, as cheesy as that role is, the as cheesy as Jinx is, she has true chemistry with Pierce Brosnan, mm -hmm. and she takes the shitty writing that they give her, mm -hmm. and she makes a performance of it. Yep. Where you you if you have weak writing, and a weak character, and a Playboy playmate, mm -hmm. you get Christmas Jones. If you have weak writing, a pretty shallow character. And an Oscar winner, you get Jinx. Yeah, that's the difference. I don't want to. I don't want to put such a negative spin though on the the Playboy Playmate because there have been plenty of Bond women, and one of your favorites, Barbara Bach, was she was a Playboy Playmate after. after. I after. I Are you sure she was was Denise before a Playmate before? I'm pretty sure she was because I knew who Denise Richards was yeah. before I watched this film, and there's only one reason a teenage version of myself. Would have known who Denise well, Richard was this... before I watched this film. Well, my other reason was I know her from Starship Troopers, which I really like that movie. In right. her role in, in, in stressful, dramatic situations, she was exactly the same. Like the weird screaming that she does when she's trying to get her point across. And it's just. And, and Wild Things. I think Wild Things was the other movie that she was in, that, her famous one where she has the lesbian scene. That's right. That's yeah. right. So but I'll be honest like... here Wild Things was. Uh, that's a movie I didn't watch for movie reasons. <laughs> You saw one scene of Wild Things. And I saw like three scene. things, three <laughs> scenes of Wild Things. And then I was like 23 before I actually sat down and watched it as a film, start to finish. I was like, oh, this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good uh, murder mystery going on here. Yeah. There's an actual movie going on this, movie uh, this entire. All right. I know this comes to your next part that you love. You love Bond for the non-Bond. Mm -hmm. But I don't really have. Were there any loose ends? We didn't. The, oh, our, yeah, we only, did our only loose end was how horrible Denise Richards was. Um. I don't. Uh, nothing sticking out. The only loose end I have, and we'll talk about this more later. It, this is a film that touches, like it brushes against being a film noir. It's okay. there, uh -huh. but it, it's not pushed completely into the the genre. And I didn't talk about that in my my summary at all. But there's. And you said you are going to talk. We're going to talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, that's really. I, I think one again. One of us did a double O correctly. I focused I think on I, Denise I think Richards, I covered... and you did a little bit as well, and yeah. everything else. I think we covered what... It's a simple plot. It's yeah. not that convoluted at all. Uh, the, on, the only other real thing we don't mention 
is I believed why Electra would do this, the Stockholm syndrome, but more importantly, her father seemed like an asshole who married into this family who had like the her mother's lineage is mm-hmm. where the oil comes from. And here comes right. this British asshole yeah. who just fucking changes everything and is a dick about it. And it's then put the pipe to make through. things worse, she gets kidnapped yeah. by a true villain, like a psychopath. Yeah. And because of M's advice, which again, M, M don't give a fuck, mm. you know, like there needs to be shirts of this. Like remember a few years ago with Honey Badger, like the whole like Honey Badger, <laughs> M don't fucking care. M yeah. gets the job done. Yeah. You know, the next movie we see, she's like, we should have got you, James. In this movie, she's like, fuck your daughter. It's not the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Leave her there. Yeah. And so like, and I don't know many fathers that would listen to that advice. No. And he's just like, absolutely. I don't know. It's like, especially he appears to be a very wealthy man. Yeah. With, yeah. Like you said, he could have written that check out. $5 million. I mean, dropping the don't bucket. buy, don't buy the new helicopter this year. Right. I mean, you're going to pay for your daughter. Our taxes are our, yeah. our tax rebate. It's going to yeah, exactly. pay for this, but no, really the only loose end. Yeah. Bought it for the non So, I want to just tell you, this is the last time that I'm going into this category unprepared. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have nothing in the block. And I can't do that anymore because I feel like I come off like a complete a-hole and I don't have a good sales pitch. You haven't had a good sales pitch but I since like I, Sean I want Connery. you to know that I haven't prepared for it, so I want to preface that. Okay. Right. All right. Do you like Denise Richards? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, do you... Can I just say that Denise Richards is not even, to me, the most attractive woman in this film? Do you like... Um, I, I, her name's escaping me, but... Uh... There's a few women in my life that I saw at opportune times. Yeah. For example, when I was a young boy... And I saw Elizabeth Shue in the movie Cocktails. <laughs> I knew I knew that ladies were special, uh-huh. but I was too young to realize what I was feeling. Uh-huh. But I know what you're but, saying. But you know, and and Braveheart, when yeah, Braveheart came out, Braveheart, she's in she Braveheart. Is, oh, yeah. And I was a teenager at that point, and I said, I don't know what beauty is, but it's you. Yep. You have. I don't know if it's the French accent, the dark hair, just. I just think I enjoy talking about Denise Richards, but I, I agree with you. Like, uh, I'm sorry, it's Sophia. What? How do you? It's Sophia. I can't. I don't have her last name. Marceau. Marceau. I think that's how you yeah. say it because my experience in the French language, mm-hmm. any word ending in the e a u, you pronounce as an o. Yeah. So I'm pronouncing it as Marceau. If okay. it's not Marceau, I do apologize. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't. How would you sell this movie? I mean, I, I think Pierce Brosnan is definitely advancing. He's becoming better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And having watched, do you like '90s action films? I don't. I'm getting so tired with that argument, though, because it feels that's the that's the scripts they kept writing for Pierce. I don't know if this is necessarily a '90s action film. It's on the fringe of it. It's something else. It's the Beluga scene alone is '90s action. Oh, with uh, Valentin? Yeah. Yes, that is by far that is a '90s. That whole sequence, yes, that's right true. there. That's true. Okay. All right. I'll also say. I don't know if this is the right place to mention it. We were talking earlier in the week, and as we're prepping for this, I was watching this movie like to refresh myself mm-hmm. before we're recording, briefly before work. So I would watch 10 minutes, That's 20 true. minutes, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, and by Thursday, I was like, ah, this film, I don't know. And by Friday, I was just like, this film's horrible. But on, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was like, I'm really enjoying mm. this film. And the first part of it is pretty good. And then the last, it just like it's a slippery slope to just slapping yourself in the head. Yeah, I, I want to take twenty seconds there because twenty. Watching the next two films, this one and the next one, mm-hmm. I'm really realizing, and this is my analogy for you. Mm-hmm. Whoever is writing these films, or yep. whoever I know, Eon Productions, you know, love the work they do, but Robert Wade and Neil Purvis. Yes. Oh yeah, Purvis, Purvis mm-hmm. and Wade. That's right. Um, they are long drivers in a golf analogy. They get the ball to the green, but they have a failure to putt. 
the front end of all these movies are phenomenal. I'm like, this is a great movie. Even the front end of Die. Die Another Day is a great movie through, until you go to Iceland. Through Havana. Yeah. It's actually a pretty this good movie. Is, I'm like, how did I hate this movie? How is this one of the worst rated movies ever? Because and you then you in get the to theater. the green. And then you get to the green and you don't three putt it, you fucking four putt it. Yeah. This is so they they have a they I don't have even a know if they get to, to the green capability. As someone who golfs, mm-hmm. I like your they they they're driving it off the tee. Crushing they, they probably even have a good second Boom. approach shot. Yes. It's that when you're ten feet away from the green mm-hmm. and you get out your little sand wedge yep. or your fifty six and you're just gonna chip Woo! it in, but it's instead you top it. You tap it, and it just goes 90 miles per hour over the green, yep. and now you're on the other, other hole, and you've got to chip Do it, it back in, and Do then you again. tap it again, I would say, okay. yeah. So yeah. you're on board with the golf analogy. Here. I like that analogy. Okay. All right. For all the listeners that don't play golf, it's a game worth playing. I mean... You get to drink, you get to walk in nature. I think Americans, Americans love golf. The Scottish obviously love golf, because it's they came game. up with it, yeah. and uh, yeah. The Distinguished Debauchery of 007. Wouldn't go as far as calling you a cold-hearted bastard, but it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine. Then you'll also know that in poker you never play your hand. You play the man across from you. By the cut of your suit you went to Oxford or wherever. Naturally think human beings dress like that. But you were it with such disdain. Since MI6 looks for maladjusted young men, I give little thought to sacrificing others in order to protect Queen and Country. Beautiful. Even now and then a trigger has to be pulled. Or not pulled. It's hard to know which in your pajamas. Q. 007. You think of women as disposable pleasures rather than meaningful pursuits. Martinis. Rank on the scale of zero to five olives. Well, we're only 20 minutes into the podcast and just now getting a distinguished debauchery. So. <laughs> All right, so Martinis, I went kind of straight down the middle. 2.5. Um, he doesn't drink the bourbon with poison. Uh, but he tries to. The He has two shots of vodka. Uh, he has the Bollinger and then a single glass of champagne is what I, I had him at. Yep. I'm with you. The bourbon was the urea on his hands, yep. uh, which had the chemical reaction. I'm at two olives. I'm, I enjoy him keeping bourbon in her, in her office. I just... The more I watch this, and I know we're going to have the reboot here pretty soon, mm-hmm. but M, Judy Dench is, Dame Judy Dench is just amazing as M. Bowler. She is. I like her. Casino Royale. Rank from lowest poker hand to highest. Uh, at least he walked into a casino? High card. I mean, he, there's no gambling. I give him one pair. For what? Uh, he participated in the $1 million low hand high hand I mean, he by bitching it. about it yeah you it don't like, have to do this exactly so he's advising against the bet yeah and so i, I put him as participating in gambling right. by uh by saying don't don't do the bet I'm, I'm a little disappointed on how much we see brosnan doesn't gamble at all there's no was there has he gambled at all in any of the films he gambles in the next one remember they bet a thousand dollars a point and then he he's he loses Oh, for the fencing? And then he puts up the diamond, and then uh, he wins. Oh, okay. All right, it's not a casino, though. I mean, he doesn't it, it is gambling, casino, but... Yeah. All right. Turnbull and Asser. Rank from zero to five cufflinks. Five cufflinks. This is by far the best movie for Pierce Brosnan and what he wears. Mm-hmm. Just the... There are great suits up and down the entire movie... The tux, he looks great in the tux. He does look great. If this is, if you're getting pictures of Pierce Brosnan in the tux, you get them from The World Is Not Enough. And my favorite is the three-piece pinsuit that he wears. It's just a phenomenal looking suit. He looks great in it. It's, they're tailored. It's not the, the, like the 90s look that he kind of had in GoldenEye mm-hmm. and uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. It's, I like it. Five. Looking sharp. Yep. Four cufflinks. And then, to boot, uh-huh. to boot, in the opening sequence, 
when the little cue boat goes underwater and he fixes his tie. Oh, I'm just Dude, gonna, that's what a nice note. touch. That's, that's my note. It, that, that's reminiscent to Goldeneye. I give him an extra cufflink just for that. Even if he didn't even need it, yeah. but he had one out there. I was like, that's a great move. To me, that is the Pierce Brosnan move for the Roger Moore eyebrow raise, if you will. It yeah. is the it is his signature. Yeah, I, I like it a lot every time he does. Aston Martin, rank from 1 to 500 horsepower. What do you think about the BMW this film? The BMW C8? Yeah. It's my favorite BMW. Mm-hmm. It's I've seen a Z3 before, but I've also stood next to a Z8. I've seen Aston Martins. I've seen an original, like, around a 60-ish Aston Martins, so that's why I'm really high on them. So mm-hmm. having all seen all these three cars in person, uh, the Z8's a beautiful, it is. beautiful car. What do you think of its demise? What do you mean? Getting chopped in half by the helicopter. I've read and and preparing for this that they actually went to BMW and they're like, this is what we're going to do to your car. And BMW was mortified. They're paying money. Yeah. That's BMW wasn't chosen. You know, it wasn't written into the series by Ian Fleming. They paid money to have the BMW cars. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes some balls to say that, yeah, we get that you're paying us lots and lots of money. We're gonna shit on right on your. We're just gonna chop it in half, and uh, that we're done with it. We're essentially done with that. Well, to that point, you know how I feel about the BMWs. It is a beautiful car, mm-hmm. um, but I have it at 175 horsepower. I have it at 475. I didn't wow. even. Um, yeah, we're, so we're I love the Z8. It's a it's a wonderful wonderful car. Although, how since we're on the car, uh-huh. how do you go from the last movie you had an indestructible BMW mm-hmm. to this movie your BMW is now destructible? Yeah, come that's on, Steve Branch. That's true. Yeah, you had perfected the art of the indestructible car. You need the sedan version of a car. That's right. why. They, I don't. You know, there's more structural capability. You can put more steel in places. You know. Yeah, I, I, I buy that. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah. You need the 750. Sure, sure, sure. Q Branch rank from zero to five Qs. One Q. I know that's going to be low. You probably a little higher. Not much. They have the Q boat, which yes, he uses it, but you have Q saying that wasn't. Q branch that was my personal boat that I had made yeah. with government funds yeah. to use in my retirement. <laughs> That's my bonus. Um, the Omega watch, Omega, um, or Omega, uh, the snow jacket, and the credit card lockpick. There's not, I mean, nothing fancy, nothing mind blowing. What about it's, the? Uh, it's not really a gadgety. The blue tint glasses. Oh yeah, I forgot the uh, the X-ray ones. I would. I I should never own those. Yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> That's not really how X-ray works either. Blue, you would, it's the blue tint. You know, the blue you would, tint has the yeah, yeah. ability to... Yeah. Right, yeah, but x-ray works by shooting out um, x-rays, and then there's light underneath, and it's what it picks up. Yeah, 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 so yeah, the, yeah. the whole thing that you would have the x-ray returning back to your face and just get face cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think they've perfected that. I don't think we're there yet where... That's even plausible. I think one of the best things I'm, I have the same gadget. You I was have. I was I have, really low on the wall. I have two Q. Yeah, uh, and and I actually enjoyed more of the bagpipers. Yeah, I have that. That's that? yeah, and the uh, the machine gun and flamethrower. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to. We've already talked about it, but discuss. You know, this is the last time we see Q in the film. Yes. Uh, his his parting words with 007. And uh, do you remember what they were? Do you want it's me to the two advice? You have yeah. it written down, so just go ahead and say first. It. And uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, me, let me let me do this full justice. Now pay attention, 007. I've always tried to teach you two things. First, never let them see you bleed, and second, always have an escape plan. And that's when he does the little elevator right down. Right. You know, it's just kind of sad. Like, yeah, obviously he didn't know what was going to happen to him. He had no idea. Yeah. So nobody knows. You never know. Do you think it was know. fitting though? Do you think it was done okay? I mean, that's the last time we see Q. I think it's an appropriate finish without knowing that it's, that's how it's the two. It's a legacy. That's his legacy. Yeah. This is what I've been trying to teach you the entire time. Yeah. You dumb idiot. <laughs> it's a good advice for a spy to have uh, those two things. Yep. Is this the right place or the wrong place to mention that I saw the James Bond special edition Omega watch? That's I saw okay. it in person. Bring it up here. I saw it's it. It's a Q branch. You should bring it up here. I saw it today. I was at, uh, I was at the mall running some errands mm-hmm. and I walked by, they have a nice big poster. And of course we do this podcast. If I see anything with zero, zero seven, my, I'm going to, yeah. so I saw a double seven. I saw the watch. I was like, Oh look, the, uh, I thought it was just going to be like Omega featured uh-huh. and, but it's an, it's a special edition. I see it on the window. 
beautiful box, beautiful little booklet that comes with it, beautiful little watch, something um, inside the box that I'm not sure what it is because the box is behind windows. And I say to myself, self, nobody's in the store. Go in and uh, ask how much it is. <laughs> and so I walk in and I said, good, sir. How much is the James Bond um, Omega? And I said it Omega like an asshole. <laughs> and then I had a discussion with my girlfriend. I said, um, should I say Omega or Omega? And then she said, well, scientifically, the sign is Omega. And that's the sign they use. However, if you feel that Omega is the proper way to say it. And I said, well, if Daniel Craig says Omega. That's right. I'm going to say Omega. Yeah. Even though he may say Omega because that's how he says it as a Brit and I'm an American. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I'm in the store and I say, how much is your Omega watch? And the man says, $7,525. And you said... And then I said... Check! <laughs> no. He says those numbers. I'm expecting... I'm expecting anywhere from like 1200 to like 2500 oh. for this watch. He starts off with seven. My head is like, I can buy this watch. Seven hundred, and then I'm he says this watch. seven fat. Uh. And then my brain's like, get the fuck out of here. And then I see that he finished talking, and I look at him and said, say what? <laughs> and then he repeats himself, and I said, I'm not gonna bother you anymore. And I walked right out the store. Seven thousand five hundred. $25. Let me tell you something. It's the price to be a baller. Let me tell you something. And I'm not knocking Omega watches. No. no. You can buy a Rolex yeah. for that much. Rolexes <clears throat> are valued more as time goes on. Yeah. I don't know if an Omega watch is going to return you the investment of $7,525. Seven. But I do know, yeah, but a Rolex no name is going to get you your money back yeah. plus more. Do you remember, you want to want to let people in on what I told you? You guessed 19000 Well, I was just, I was just joking. I, I started out with $199 and I was like, well, maybe $19,000. But no. my response to you For 19000 you have jewels on the watch. If you want to be a Seiko watch owner... Yes. You can uh, join me. Yes. And uh, the watch of the Roger Moore error. That's right. There you go. License to kill. Rank from zero to seven rounds. I have only two and a half rounds for license to kill. I. This is what I wrote. This is what I wrote. Mm -hmm. I said... I said a normal seven appears three. You think so? I have 19 kills, Holy plus he blows up two helicopters. What am I missing? I'm missing a lot. So for Pierce, that's actually Then again, low. No, no, this actually makes sense. This actually makes this sense. This is the film you're drinking and you're staring at Denise Richards. Yeah, that's yeah actually, so you're not, yeah, yeah. you're not tallying the, uh, yeah. the number of kills. So 19 with two <laughs> helicopters, and we don't know how many people are in the helicopters. Which I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my notes and I'm just laughing at, we go to Bond Girls next. Yeah, and sure this tells you why I was definitely drinking by this point mm -hmm. in the film. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. you have seven. You have three, uh, three bras and rounds. I have a normal seven, but a pierce three. Okay, I have it at two and a half. Yeah, which is close. Close. Yeah. Finally, the quote Bond girls end quote rank from zero to five suffragettes. Bond girls. I'm doing this one because I can only imagine. What debauchery is going to be your segment of this? So let me just open with what may surprise you. One suffragette. And I, I give it I, one suffragette for Dr. Molly, who I understand from the books. She spoke, she's a reoccurring character in the books, not in the films. And in the books, she does have a sexual, like a Monty Penny type. There's a lot of flirting he kind of gets out of situations by getting her to clear him mm. situations. So it may fit her character that when Pierce is getting examined, he's like, I'm going to give you, you know, the uh, the British tip, if you know what I mean. Yep. And you're going to clear me. And the movie, without any of that backstory, it's like, come on, Pierce. Two movies? You just fucked the psychologist two movies yeah, ago yeah. to get out of um, back an evaluation. Time. And now you're doing it here. But if, in the, it works, it if works. the novels show that that's the relationship they have 
And it is insinuated uh, later on with um, a comment that she makes when she's like calling me back. That apparently you're gonna call like, me this time, right? Yeah. So with that, I was like, that's not too bad. A little unprofessional, but hey, you know. So I gave it one, and then I go on to say that although Denise Richards is a horrible, and I can't stress that I have all caps and bold, a horrible actor. It's good to see a female as a scientist and actually one that helps save the day. Without Denise Richards there, he's not completing the mission. You That's need true. the scientist to, to help him out. Um, and although, although she was useless during the fight, she got like slapped once and then she's out for five minutes of the fight sequence at the very end. Yeah. And I was like, come on, Denise, get back up. She like, almost drowned. Wiggle them breasts yeah. around and just move, lunge forward. Come on, Denise. Um, and then of course the villain, the villain, one of the Bond girls is the, the, archetype of everything she's she's the mastermind behind it which is why i had zero suffragettes yeah okay so thank you for reminding me all the good things that the bond women did That's yeah funny. yeah absolutely there was actually uh, more going on than a pair of breasts and a tank top yeah, yeah and this one right yep that's what i noticed too mm-hmm welcome to bonding over bond running rankings Opening sequence. I really like these the opening sequence. I I, I definitely like the gun barrel. It's the best one he did. Uh, not, I I didn't dive into it in that level, but I just thought in general, it was very it was a solid opening sequence. You know, with I thought whole, it was like a mini movie. It was, hmm. um, which actually while we're it, it brings me to my my main negative is I'm I'm just tired. I don't I'm so ready for a the opening sequence has nothing to do with this movie. And uh, this is one where we have the opening sequence and it takes us right into the movie. Right. And But ultimately, I, I like the, the whole scene with uh, Bond going to meet the uh, Swiss banker and, and the discussion and yeah. let me check your figures and all that stuff. It's it was good, very fun. It really is a tiny Bond <clears throat> film. Yeah. They're, they're at the beginning. And we have the whole uh, adjust the tie underwater with the boat. And yeah. Everything. It's a great sequence. Yep. I think Pierce is so confident. As James Bond, it sets the tone right there at the beginning. Yep. His portrayal of James um, M with the bourbon. The Q scene is actually here in the opening sequence. Yeah. Uh, up front. I have it in the bottom third, top of the middle. I'm not sure how it's going to shake out after the pierce, but it's going to be in that area. Yeah. Um, anywhere from like 7 to 10 kind of range. I have it in the top third, and I really think that's heavy-handed in hindsight. Um, but at the moment, I had it in the top mm-hmm. third, so... I really, I really, to be complete tran- transparency, it's like a lot of times when I watch these films, I probably am heavy-handed one way or other, and then when I have to rack all of them against each other, right? I don't, I, I try to, in the moment, think of where it's going to be, but it doesn't necessarily turn out. To right, be. right. All right. Main movie song. Bottom third. I, I, I support that. I said garbage performed by garbage. Mm-hmm. That sounds about just right. Next. I liked a little bit. All right. Cars. It's a BMW that we saw for about 90 seconds. It looked cool mm-hmm. until it was blown up by a chopper. Mm-hmm. Um, middle third. Top third. Okay. The villain. Bottom of top third. I think the Electra Renard combo. Bottom of top third? Yeah, so top eight. It's going to be in the top eight. It not only is it going to be in the top top eight, not only, but when we actually get to this, we have to clear up cars. We already know that. Yep. But your ranking of villains is below. Not typical. Because you rank somebody like Stromberg yep. crazy high, but then you rank somebody like uh, Max Zorn really, I'm not sure where. He's a little middle. And then Drax Whoa. is, you know, somewhere else. These are all the same type of goals as villains, like the, these four right here, but yet you rank them so differently. But you know what the funny thing is? It's my list. Right, but so there's I'm no... Consi- do my list however I want to do my I'm just going to... I'm just... I believe that... You when can it, shit on my list right, however you want right, to. Right, but when it all just comes like down I'll to it... shit on your list however right, you want to. I think your list is going to shift a little more than you realize. I agree when you, to that. When you put some thought as behind it. As someone who has said, I really need to have... This coming from the guy article. who has his number one villain as Francisco... Scaramanga! And we just woke some kids up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... <laughs> 
No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, it's like I, I realize the flaws of right. my. I don't know why I like Stromberg so much, and I forgot what I was watching recently. I know I was looking behind it. There's nobody on. I, I, there's something about Stromberg. It, it's funny the one the 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 characters that stand out, and I love so much. On a recent, I was watching some Bond film with the best Bond villains and the best Bond women, mm-hmm. and. Stromberg didn't even make the fucking list. They didn't even just show a clip of him, and they didn't even show Pam Bovier. And I'm like, mm. well, am I just like an outlier in this entire list? I think you forget to realize that, and I didn't realize if when we were d- doing the podcast, you're the one that brought it to my attention. It is James Bond, as played by Roger Moore, who kills a massive amount of people by redirecting the nuclear weapons. Yeah, Stromberg at the end of the day is just a failed villain. Well, Stromberg killed quite a few people in that movie. He killed his assistant. He killed. Uh, yeah, but these aren't uh, like these aren't Zorn like the, numbers. The, the scientists in the helicopter. These aren't Drax like aspirations. It's not all about death count. It's about what your ultimate goal was, and and maybe it's maybe I just link these aren't my love stump of the movie gives them a next or Strum. Term. What's his face from uh, No, no, um, from tomorrow. Uh, uh, Carver. Yeah, Carver. Yeah. I don't like I don't like Carver that much. Elliot Carver, that's yeah. right. I just don't I don't like a lot of things about that movie. So I mean, and I but those I, are maybe very, that's it right those there. are very maybe, similar. No, but that's it right there. Is I I have a connection of my overall love for the movie filters down into the villain and the Bond woman. We got to separate that. We got to. I, I know we do. We got to filter it. Through. You know, ultimately, it's my list and filtering. The the I mean, Renard is an actual sociopath. He is who is successful. He got shot in the face and lived. Yeah, it's I mean, a crazy person. He, they're decent villains. That's why I have them in the Electric middle, King, I have in the middle Electric third. King murdered her own father. Yeah. Tricked everyone. That is pretty evil. Yeah. Alright. Okay. We'll, we'll talk more later. Sure. The actor's portrayal is Bond. James Bond. Pierce Brosnan is clearly developing mm-hmm. into... He, he gets it. He, he He's aging... Well, like we all do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's aging, and I like it. He's becoming, as you know of my he, I, my notes say, he still feels a little bit of like the white-collar Bond and the pretty boy, but he's getting older. He's getting saltier. He's been in the field more. I'm starting to like him more. I'm really becoming one that thinks... I know the argument was made that Bond should be 35. Mm-hmm. I actually think Bond should be like 42. I think he needs to have some years under his, under his belt, you know, and done some... Can I remind you this when we get to Daniel Craig? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know. I know. I mean, Daniel, well, I mean, Daniel Craig's, what, 47 Inspector? Yeah, but when he started... I know he's a young guy. Yeah, he was in his 30s. I gotta do that math in my head. 2006, right? He was like 36 when he started. We gotta check that math. Yeah, somewhere right. around there. So what, what, do you, what do you have to say about Bron? Uh, he's getting better. Yeah. He, he's much better. And I, for me... It's Brosnan versus Dalton, and for you, it's Brosnan versus Moore, right? Yes. Is that so? How's for me? He the more I watch him, the more he gets a chance. Which we're at a point where it's unfair to Timothy. Timothy never got that third yep. chance. Pierce is getting his third chance. Pierce is uh, knocking on the door. If not, has surpassed him. <clears throat> how's I, he doing with Roger? How's how's he competing? He's giving a run for his money. Yeah. I was uh, thinking very strongly today. Has he gotten past him? And, I like a lot of things about the... Uh, but in your list, that moves them to fourth, right? Mm, yes. Okay. Yep. See, my Dalton list, ahead of him. In my list, that would move him. If he beats Dalton, that would move him to third. It's pretty high up there. A little bit. I think uh, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb disagree with that. but Where he is yep. as a Bond? Yeah. What do they have Very low. GoldenEye is at like 7.8 out of 10 in... Oh, but that's ranking the movie. It's not ranking the I know, bond. It's, not, it's two very, very. I know they're things. very, they're very different things. Very but. different things. Very different things. All right. Speaking you know, of the movie, do you want to uh, talk about that now? Yeah, we might as well. Rank the overall movie. The movie. Mm-hmm. I have it at the bottom, or excuse me, the top of the bottom third. So this is going to come in around. I have like, it at the lower middle third. So we're in the same. So, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, around. Yep. Around that that kind of range. Um, this is where, let's talk about film noir uh-huh. uh, a little bit. So film noir, it's a genre of film. It comes from the French. It's a term that literally means black film mm-hmm. uh, because of the darkness of how it's filmed. 
So pre-war, uh, America was making some detective some darker films. The war happens. Again, you got to remember, for those of us who have American listeners, the war happened in Europe much longer than it was going on here in America. So there was a blockade of new American movies coming in. So after the Depression, like I said, we're making some darker films, some deeper themes. The French last get those films and then get inspired by that and then make these really dark films. Mm -hmm. Dark in the sense of the plot that's going on. You see betrayal, these kind of themes, which in the 30s and 40s really radicalize how movies are made. It's not sunshine and rainbows anymore. The war ends and we get the, the this flood of French films. And then American filmmakers are like, this is fucking genius. Are you telling me the girl can end up being the villainess the entire time? What? And then we respond by making a series of films. Uh, you know, very famously, Humphrey Bogart made his bread and butter on, you know, these kind of films and labeled as film noir. And there's a certain, there's certain things that make a film film noir. Uh, there's a technical definition that includes the angles that are used, the color of the film, the darkness, the shadows, the characters, how they develop. And then there's a list, which I'm conveniently using because it helps to make my case. However, this list is from one, you might know his name, uh, Ebert. So he has a little credibility. It's a bullshit list, but God bless him. He loved film noir. Uh, he has, these are the 10 things that he has on is a film, film noir or not. Um, a French term meaning black night or film of the night. This film fails that. It's pretty much a film in the day. It's mm -hmm. a lot of color. Number two, a movie with no, at, which at no time misleads you into thinking there's going to be a happy ending. I think it passes that test. Yeah. I don't think at any point it was like, oh, you things are going to be great here. Like, no, there's a lot of uh, just continuing bullshit that continues to happen. Number three, locations that reek of the night, of shadows, of alleys, of back doors, of fancy places, of apartment buildings with a high turnover rate of taxi drivers and bartenders who have seen it all. I have this one at a, um, a fail. We really don't have those kind of settings in this one. Number four, cigarettes. We start to see a little more smoking, much more in the next film than this one. Um, I still have it as a fail, but again, earlier I mentioned that this is a film to me that comes close. Mm -hmm. It skims film noir, but it doesn't quite get there. Mm -hmm. If it had better writers, they would have just shoved it all the way in, mm -hmm. and we could have possibly had one of the greatest Bonds ever written as in a script-wise, but we don't. Um, let's see. Women who would just as soon kill you as love you, and vice versa. Pass, with yep. flying colors. Yep. Number six, for women, low neckties, floppy hats, mascara, lipstick, dressing rooms, blah, 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 high heels, pass, with flying colors. All you have to do is look at the tank top that they have Denise Richards in for a majority <laughs> of the film. Number seven, for men, fedoras, suits, ties, hotels, neon signs, blinking through the window, blah, 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 drinking yourself out of the bottle, that's James Bond. Yep. Okay, pass. Number eight, Movies either shot in black or white or feeling like they were. The emotion of the film. It's not shot in black and white, but this is a darker. You even mentioned. It's a little darker. He's yeah. getting a little dark. Number nine. Relationships in which love is only the final flop card in the poker game of death. Siskel Ebert. I, I just... That's a beautiful line. It's wonderful. It's a pass. Okay. Number ten. The most American film genre because no society could have created a world so filled with doom. I don't necessarily agree with you, uh, Siskel, on that because it's definitely a French genre because, although it was influenced by American films, so maybe that's what you're trying to say there. However, I give it a pass on that because we, of course, have a heavy hand on where the series goes uh -huh. because of capitalism. Uh -huh. So because of that, I stand by my original affirmation that this is a film that skirts close to film noir. If they had pushed it in completely, it could have been a great film. What got you on this topic again? Because while watching it, I agreed with what you said. I thought this was a darker portrayal uh -huh. of Bond. It's a portrayal of Bond that kind of reminds me <clears throat> of um, Timothy Dalton a little bit. And then, of course, you have the female character it ends up being the villain who you know, betrays everything. Mm -hmm. That's classic film noir is 
the girl that you're like, oh, she's obviously on the side of our hero, mm-hmm. and then just stabs him in the neck. <laughs> you know, that's classic film noir. And this is, as played by Electra King, I was like, this is this is film noir And of course, since I've rewatched it uh, now several times preparing for this, on the final pass, I was like, I'm going to watch this through the lens of, is this film film noir? Could it come close? Could it pass? And in that... We have we have this long and gated discussion on. It's not really a discussion because I did not know you were looking at it through that lens. Yes, yeah, no, yeah. I mean it's interesting. It, I mean, it, clearly, it makes you think of the movie differently. Clearly, that is so, over my head of watching a film. So you, for you anybody who's films. listening and you kind of didn't like, um, the world is not enough. Maybe go back and look at it again. And, and this is one of those films where you can maybe be a little harsher on the writing of it. Yeah, right, well, on some aspect. I, I would say that just in general. I mean, that's an. It could have been a great look. film. It's not that I don't think it was. What my feeling is watching these films again, Pierce Brosnan films mm-hmm. get better when you watch them, mm-hmm. and it they get better if you give it just a little bit of a pass. If you give them a little bit of pass and you're willing to accept the little things wrong with it, they're entertaining movies. Sure, and the, sure. especially the first half of each movie is definitely solid. All right, so I spoke for a lot there. I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to let you meander for a little bit. Okay, I hope I have something to meander about. But... What do you think of the thought that this film... What do you think of the thought? I what, do you, love it. what do you think of the thought <laughs> that this film is Goldfinger with oil? Because I know Goldfinger's a jam. Um, I think A View to a Kill is more Goldfinger Reloaded. Because I know we talked about that. That's Goldfinger with uh, chips. Yes. Silicon Valley chips. I don't feel... At the end of the day, I guess, at the end of the day... Goldfinger the is going to blow up Fort Knox. To, to increase his, to increase his value. On, on gold. Electric King is going to blow up the w- oil. There was so much more depth to this level of deceit and revenge for Electric King. So no, I don't think they're one and the same. There's a little bit of... A little... The plot... The, the, the driving... The drive the bonus, of the villain. The bonus. I felt her ultimate goal was to get revenge against M and Bond since Bond was a part of the MI6 organization mm-hmm. and I think at the end of the day she needs to keep the lights on she, need, she needs to make money hey my, my oil is going to get more and I guess when you look at it that way though Renard Renard said multiple times like this is her legacy this is your legacy you know so yeah she's I getting guess. it back yeah and then she talks to James how she convinced Renard into this plan and the mastermind behind it and how she's going to get out and there's she's a flavor. O- she's, she's always had um, a power over men. Yeah. I will give you the. I will give you. I will give you the. That's interesting and I never looked at it from that viewpoint, but I don't think it's one and the same. And then you know she had a nightmare of having a lover in Scotland who was murdered while she was uh, pregnant with his love child. What is what is Braveheart? That's, uh, that's her character, yeah, Braveheart. <laughs> She tries to go make a peace with William Wallace, and they uh, he puts a baby in her, and and then they kill William Wallace, and she sells the king. She whispers, "I love that scene." <laughs> completely off the track, yeah. But it's that is we're we're, we're talking about it. Sophia Marceau. Marceau, yeah, for Marceau. Sophia Marceau. Fucking Americans should never just try to pronounce foreign names. We're just. I, I'm so embarrassed when I'm in, as an American trying to. I just want to say that she's so much better than than Denise Richards. She is for different qualities. Do you know there's nip in this film? She's there's a there's there's nipple when they're in bed and with Renard when she's in bed with your with no Renard? when she's in bed with Bond. Pierce Brosnan and they're over at the uh, Bollinger and like she turns over to get some ice. I'll have to go back and look at that. I, I figured you would. <laughs> I figured you would. Is there anything else you want to talk about the movie before we get into Did you our... notice uh, Bernard Lee's portrait? I was going to... That was going to be one of my loves. Yeah. You know how I'm, I, I'm a nostalgic person. I, I, I love that. I thought you would like that. I Anytime Bernard Lee, and I just loved it, was just sitting in the back there, just, you know, check out our former head of uh, MI6. And then two quotes that I really loved. Mm-hmm. When M tells... When he she sends M on the mission to follow Electric King, he says... She says... M says, shadows stay in front or behind, never on, on top. top. <laughs> Such a good line. Uh, and then when I was disappointed that when Electric King asked James, have you ever lost someone, Mr. Bond? Mm-hmm. And He just didn't answer. 
He didn't answer. Uh-huh. But I would have loved to have a little nod to Tracy and to have some mention of I was married or you're, I know what that's like. Or more or, than you can know. Or yeah. More, some, some little nod right. there. Yeah. I, that would have been interesting. I you was could have written completely... that so well. Just like a little, you know, sometimes you think you have all the time in the world. Or, yeah. It's just nothing. Yeah. They... Different time. Anything else do you want to talk about? I mean, uh... I think move. I think we could talk about some realism and love hate kills right now. All right. Did you think it was real? For the most part, uh, except for Christmas Jones. At no point did I believe she had a doctorate mm-hmm. and uh, nuclear uh, engineering, whatever she claimed to be. And then second, where the fuck are the local police when the Beluga factory is going to? At no point does any authority figure come in and be like. Look, guys, uh, we keep, hear a lot of explosions. There's helicopters without permits. There's uh, what's going on here? What's uh, what's what you, happening? What are you this building is getting destructed. Do you have permits for this? You're remodeling. What's happening? What is uh, what is this? A lot of gunfire. We kind of wanted to investigate. Nothing. Nobody. I, I thought it was pretty real. But other than that, I, yeah, I thought, I thought it, it was too far fetched. I thought uh, adding to that that apparently they were inspired by a newspaper clip, in which an actual terrorist plot and um, that region of the world. Of us for the pipeline? They blew up, yeah, they blew up a pipeline, so a competing pipeline would, uh, would, uh, Well, that's, that's interesting, because you know how they're always taking something from the current world, mm-hmm. you know, and how they shape their movies. So, Scott, what'd you love about this film? Um, I, I have a, a few things, and do you want to just guess what the first one is? Bernard Lee. That, that is one of them. I'm ignore. I think we've talked about Denise enough. Yep. If we can get through the entire podcast without mentioning her name, that would be great. That one last time. I'll give you one last time, okay. and we're done. Okay. Uh, that's pretty much... That's pretty much... No, <laughs> no it was Bernard Lee. Uh, Bernard Lee's photos. Denise Richards. Last time. I wish she wouldn't have talked as much. I know that's a probably sexist and misogynist comic, mm-hmm. but uh, I enjoyed Valentine's... Uh, the way Valentine released Bond from the, the chair. Yeah. Uh, the, with the cane gun. Yeah. And having recently read uh, Casino Royale, the book, I thought that was kind of a nod when when he was playing Baccarat and uh, Chief's, one of Lachif's men had the cane gun mm-hmm. behind him. I, 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 that may be stretched for the nod, but I really enjoyed the way he got shot, fell to the ground, shot Bond's arm free from the from the chair and everything. Right. I, I, I just really like that scene at the moment. Not really doing a great job defending it right now. No, that, no, no. I, I'll agree. I'm, I think we're I, the film noir, which I talked at length about. Yep. Uh, the hints of Honor Majesty's Secret Service with the skiing and yeah, just yeah. other things uh, that, with the storyline and the fact that, as Barbara Broccoli said, uh, and I mentioned it kind of uh, briefly, in my cold open. Um, James Bond thinks he's getting another Tracy. Mm-hmm. Instead, he gets a Blowfield. Uh, so I, I, I love that they're going down that path again. Uh, especially if there have been so long since it's been what since seventy seven? No, earlier than that. Since wasn't seventy seven is Spy Who Loved Me. So yeah, earlier yeah, earlier than that. Or, it's, it's late. It's like, what was that sixty nine? No, you have a Roger or Roger Moore in the Roger Moore film. He picks up Blofeld and dumps him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the start of uh, For Your Eyes Only. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, seventy so seventy seven eighty one eight seventy nine seventy nine. Late seventies. Let's just say seventy-seven is a spy who loved me. Was right. that the start of spy? I thought that was. You're right. So that four yeah, we're four years. Yeah, we're eighty-one. One of those years. Check the corrections page. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. It's it's been, it's a, been while. a while. The Roger Moore era is the last. Yeah. You know, we hear of that, and then and, and a nod or any mention of, um, you know, Tracy, except for actually, no, I lied. Uh, and and license to kill. License to kill. There's there's mention of it. Um, and then, so that, uh, the turn of Electra, but this goes back to film noir and then, uh, Tarkovsky, I like, I love, I like his character yeah. and I, especially in this one, the way he just comes barging in when his nephew is in distress in the final scene, mm-hmm. uh, I thought was, uh, was great. Um, and then I also love the James Bond will return. At the beginning of the credits. I like when it's up front and yeah. center. Yeah. You know, don't make me sit through. I understand why you're making us sit through mm-hmm. uh, all that. But I'm, I'm one of those guys that always sits through and waits for it right. in the theater. Like, no, you sit there, is, Inspector. Is it done? Is it, is it, is it coming back? Is it yeah. coming back? Yeah, that's right. So what'd you hate? Um, kind of nitpicky stuff. Uh, right up front, as I said, any dialogue with Christmas I thought was horrible um, for the most part. And then why... 
This is the engineer in me. Why didn't they use the brakes of the first tunnel checker rat pig pod thing? Mm-hmm. You know how they were on the front one? Yeah. And they went like, let's go de-arm the bomb on the back one. Like, right. And the, and the brakes on the back one wasn't working? Right. Why didn't they try the brakes on the front one? It would have slowed it down. Mm-hmm. At least to a manageable level. Right. And I was like, eh, you know, then just kind of, you know, they could have slowed it down. God forbid, like, well, it's a shame they didn't have, like, an engineer or somebody <laughs> on, on, maybe somebody with a doctorate on board who could have thought about that. You know, like a yeah. nuclear physicist. Mm, you somebody. You know about, you know. Somebody. What'd you hate? Somebody. Uh, the sub part, I thought, I thought it felt really recycled. It kind of had, um, you know, I'm, I'm just over the sub. I'm it was just getting long. Just getting long for you at that point. You're like, all right. like Moonraker did subs better, and you know, we it's just more recycled. I understand Maybe. we're in the 19th Bond film, but come on, be a little more original. Yeah. Than than that, the whole like we got to swim and yada yada. And yeah. I, I've seen it before. It's uh-huh. also he tucks in his gun before he dives. I know it's there's been some tossling when they were in the in the sub and all, and he fired a few people. Where the fuck's his gun? This entire time, he never takes it out. He never checks. We don't hear a click. We got all the bullets. Come on, James, just shoot this guy right in the face. Did, did he it. doesn't check. We don't see it. Where's his gun? Maybe it fell out. Where's the gun? It fell out of his pocket. Why don't you grab one of the guns of the other people? Come on, James. Come on, get a gun. Would you? What would you kill? I have nothing to kill. Unfortunately, I said we can't mention her name, but uh, that's <laughs> that's what I would that's what I would kill from this film. Just literally any other actress. Anybody. Really? Yeah. Is that bad for you? Just, I don't think the character was bad. I think the actress was bad. Could you You look at a movie like Moonraker? Who would you recast? If you could cast right now, who would you cast in that role? Back in the time, think of 99. Who was big in 99? Female role. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm sorry I'm putting you on the spot because I don't have a name ready for you myself. I mean, Angelina Jolie had just come off of Tomb Raider. They dressed her like Tomb Raider. That's she true. can act. She's that an actress. Been, that could have been an easy transition right there. She could have done the part. Anybody. Literally anybody. Why was she so hot? Why was she picked up at that time? I'm just kind of like wondering the cast. I'm pretty sure she had just... She was coming off of... Wild Things? Uh, Wild Things and, and Playboy. Starship Troopers were around the same time, too. A little okay. earlier. I think Starships was a little earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but no, I, I buy that. Okay. Is there anything else? I think we've been enough of this one. Yeah, this is like got to be our second longest one. Yeah. Let's bring it home. All right. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Next, the worst Bond film of all time. Allegedly. I know someone that loves it. You do? Yeah. Like a child? (laughs) Or a grown person? Grown man. Woo! Download our podcast, including this one and next week. No, I'm lying. It's there now. Why am I saying? It's a double header. Yeah. So uh, you can just, you don't even have to download Die Another Day. You just let this one play out and your iPad or your iPhone or your Android. You're double plug them? You're not going to have two separate episodes? What do you mean? You're going to have one. No, we're going to have two, but if you don't, and if you oh, listen it'll, on it'll iTunes, go it'll, go, it'll go straight yeah. to the next yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it'll go straight to us. Yeah. Unless you're one of those people that maybe you downloaded um, Serial because it's Thursday at 6 and Serial comes out. Maybe you'll play that, but just skip it. Skip that. (laughs) Play the next Bonding Over Bond. There's two Bonds this weekend um, or this Thursday, so listen to us. Tell every Bond fan you know. Of course. Follow us on Twitter at Bonding Over Bond. Very active there. Like our Bond bond on uh, Facebook. We, We have some activity going on there. Mm -hmm. Um, Go on iTunes. Give us some reviews. Like... Jordan. Yeah. That was a very nice review. Thank you, Jordan. That was a great review, Jordan. I mean, we really see you there on on Facebook. Facebook. We haven't acknowledged anything on social media because we wanted to figure out which podcasts uh, we would be able to mention you in. But thank you for that very wonderful review. Yeah. If you're listening and maybe you want to do some tunes. Yeah. 
We would love. We would play play your we would play your stuff. Yeah. You're excited Send for, us for your eyes only. Bonding so over bond at gmail.com. We'll plug some of your music. Uh, yeah. So you explain that you put some jazz arrangements together. Mm-hmm. You played at a restaurant, which mm-hmm. is a small world. Scott and I have privately talked about when we get large enough mm-hmm. that we can kind of have some authority to reach out to a restaurant owner yeah, and we say, get out, we, we start, we, we've done right. the movies. We're going into four year eyes only. We we're, we're creating posts. We want to really embrace the bonding community. We, we want to do a live podcast at that restaurant because yeah. we read about it. Um, New York's only a, it's a short drive for us here. So it's reasonable mm-hmm. for us to do something like that. So we read your review and we're like, what a small world. He's played at the restaurant. We wanna we wanna do a live podcast at yep, which would be great. Apparently, you live near there. You could come by and yeah, meet one of our fans. They awesome. bond. We can bond. Yeah, Bonding over bond. That's what we're doing. This. Yeah. That's why the podcast so, exists. Yeah. Thank you very much. That was a great review. Really appreciate it. And so I I don't what any but the website yeah uh, where can they go lioneyespodcast.com slash bonding over bond um, soon to be bonding over bond. Uh, dot com. Yeah, we're, it's coming. We're getting very close to that. We're doing a lot of work on the back end of that, mm-hmm. and uh, looking forward to it. that's going live very soon. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, go to lioneyespodcast.com slash bonding over bond for more content, trivia, news, and there won't be corrections there. That'll be on bonding over bond, but mm-hmm. that is in in work. Absolutely. Remember you know, uh, anything to remember? Never hire Denise Richards <laughs> to be in your bond film. Thank you for bonding with us here, at bonding over bond. Until next time, shake it. Don't start. The world is That's a long one. Again, or are you good at that? You like that one? I like that one. Okay. The only other thing I would... I, let's try it one more time. Okay. <laughs>